0: and remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, hello there, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Specht. I'm the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. I am very grateful that you're here. And before I dive into the topic, just as a little bit of a reminder, this is a second episode in which it's going to be a little bit shorter. But we're going to talk about something very, very important. But can I just ask you, even beforehand, are you getting any value out of this podcast? I mean, is it helping you at all? If it is, can I ask you to do a couple of things? One, can you either send me a message on LinkedIn and tell me that you're enjoying it and what you're getting out of it, why you think it's kind of helping you, or feel free to send me an email and do the same thing. You can always email me at charles@permissiongroup.com. at love to be able to hear from you and you know, see if I can help you in any way. Uh, The second thing that I might ask you to do is, would you please um, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're actually listening to the podcast? You know, leave a review. I would love a five-star review if you feel that it's worthy. It really helps me to be able to get the information out to those, you know, who can benefit and need to hear. So I would appreciate that. And let me know, again, if you also do that. I would love just to say thank you very much. But today, I want to dive into a topic that... Um, you know what? At the end of the call, you might hate me. And so that makes me a little bit nervous. You might actually hate me. You might want to break up with me. You might break up with me after I say what I'm going to say on this particular call. Has anybody ever broke up with you when you were a little kid? Remember like you had like your little boyfriend or your little girlfriend, right? And maybe you're in uh, junior high. I remember in junior high, You know, I couldn't keep a girlfriend over two weeks for one reason or another. Just whatever it was, it just didn't last. Oh, love wasn't in the air. I remember this one girl, her name was Allison, nice little girl, um, but... I could tell that when I showed up to school that day and all the kids met in the parking lot, it was going to be a rough morning. I just felt like, oops, something wasn't right. And she was all huddled around with her little girlfriends. And as soon as she saw me, she walked up to me and handed me a little folded white piece of paper. And from that moment, I knew it was bad news. She broke up with me and made sure she did it in front of all of her little friends. That was a bad day. You know what? Today might be a bad day as well because after I talk to you about what we're going to be talking about today, you might not like me, you might not agree with me, you might despise me, you might never listen to my podcast again, which is why if you're going to leave a five-star review, go ahead and pause right now, leave that review, and then come back after. But anyway, I want to dive into the conversation today because I'm going to talk about why insurance buyers, the prospects, the client, shouldn't trust you why they should hire me as their independent consultant to manage the insurance process on their behalf. We're going to go over some of the reasons that, you know what, uh, may not be true for most agents or certainly for the agents who are professional enough to listen to this podcast. Um, However, many of these things are going to be true of people in your agency, your other peers, your competitors that are out there. Because there are a lot of good agents out there who are 100% trying to do a great job for their client. There are other agents out there that um, are very good and savvy at what they do. And they want to be able to help their client. But at the end of the day, the revenue in their pocket is more important to them than making sure their clients got the best deal. And then there's also maybe a third group of insurance agents out there who, frankly, they really don't care about the insured. They will even fudge the data. They will fudge the numbers. They will lowball the rates, if you will, they'll rather the exposures. And they will buying coverage, lie about what is happening, even promise services that they're going to offer and and really fully believe they're never going to provide those services. In order to win the business, because all they're concerned about is commission. They have some of the worst, stinky, stanky commission breath you have ever smelled in your life. That might be you. Or maybe you were the second one. Or maybe you're the first one. Or maybe you're just somewhere in between. But the reason why... I have my other consulting company, which I'm just going full board on it right now, ConstructiveRisk.com. I'm in the process of completely updating the website, new copy, and so forth. But here's the thing. I mean, not only do I work with insurance agents to help them sell, really the, the reason why I got out of the production side after being a producer for 10 years is I opened up my consulting company, and I was hired by insurance buyers. Mostly construction companies, other businesses as well, but they would hire me because they just didn't feel like they could trust you. They didn't feel like they were getting a good deal. They didn't understand, you know, what it was that they were even buying. Um, you, uh, you, and I say just you, as in like I'm um, plural, the entire insurance agencies, uh, all insurance agents out there. You agents out there in the world were not. Being transparent with them. We're not educating them. We're not being helpful. The insurance buyer many times feels like you are a used car salesman who is simply just trying to sell them a used policy and that when they drive off the lot, that is to give you the deposit check, that they just bought a lemon. And they're going to regret it in the future because they don't know you. They don't know how to trust you. They don't know what kind of service you provide. They've never met your servicing team. So how could they know anything about them? They don't understand insurance. They don't know what policies cover. They just kind of hope that you did a good job, but they really have no way of knowing. Therefore, they hire me as an independent consultant to help them with that process. Today, why I think that you might break up with me after this podcast is because I'm going to start right now creating a series of bullet points about things that go on in the insurance buyer's head, about why they're fearful, why they work with different agents to get quotes, because they're trying to figure this all out, but because they don't trust you, because maybe they've had a bad um, experience in the past where they had a claim that wasn't covered, whatever it is. They just don't like insurance agents. They feel it's a commodity. It's a necessary evil. Or maybe they even don't have a problem with insurance. They just don't really know what to do about it. These are going to be some of the issues. Some of these are going to be true. Some of them are going to not be true at all of you. Some of them may have been things that you have done in the past on account by account basis. Whatever it is, these are things that are either true or the insured believes they might be true. And here they are. Here are some of the things. Insurance agents show up with quotes that have inflated premiums. Yep. You, for the most part, and again, I'm just using this plural, not you listening in particular, but just you as insurance agents, you do not do the very best job you can to bring the lowest premiums to your clients. Nope, you don't. The only way that I can assure that you do do that is if every single time the insured says, "I want to bind coverage on that quote that you just gave." You say, "Well, hold on. Let me go back to the underwriter and see if I can get them to lower the pricing even more. Let me see if I can get them to sharpen their pencil even more." And so you go back, and lo and behold, the underwriter comes back and gives you a seven percent off. And he say, "You well, hold on. Let me just go back and see if I can push them even a little bit more. You know, let me see if I can get it to come down like another fourteen percent. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll even um, maybe I'll even give you back some of my commission because I don't need to make you know eighteen percent on this policy. I can probably make fourteen percent." give you back another 4%. Look, here's the thing. Premiums are inflated. They are. Insurance agents make a lot of money. Absolutely do. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not saying you need to go poor. I'm just simply saying, insurance premiums are inflated. I truly believe that the average insurance buyer out there, listen to this, I believe that the average insurance buyer out in the United States of America is paying about 15% more for their insurance than they really need to. The reason why they're paying that additional 15% is because you, insurance agents, did not go back and renegotiate with the underwriters to see if you could drive down the pricing a little bit more. You simply had a prospect or your client that says, yep, great, let's go ahead and do this. And you said, sure, here's where you sign. Direct deposit, or rather deposit a check for this amount, and then you just bound the coverage. I really feel that the average insurance buyer out there is paying about 15% more because on average, whenever I work with an insurance buyers, I usually get them down between 11 and 17% based upon their quotes just by asking the underwriter, do you have any more room? Can you come down a little bit more? It's amazing what happens when you ask. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. The most I've ever saved somebody is 55%. So yes, insurance premiums are inflated. Yes, it's not necessarily your fault at all. Yes, I get it. You could renegotiate with the underwriters until the point in which you become poor and get out of the business and, and, and get fired. You go bankrupt. I get it. I totally understand. I'm just saying it's not the insurance best interest. That's why I have a consulting company. Because even though you could do that, you haven't done that. And that's why they pay me. Inflated insurance premiums. Another thing is hidden broker fees. Hidden fees. Wow. You, you might say, well, we would never do that. I get it. Uh, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. There are other agents out there that do that. They might hide a lot of different things. They might not actually give copies of the actual quotes to their, um, their insured There's a lot of different things, certainly when it comes to program business and fees that are tacked on or wholesalers and different broker fees that are attached on. Just they're not outlined. They're not actually itemized. There's a lot of different things that happen there. They don't really inform the insured on what the total cost is of their policies. There are lots of hidden fees, not even to mention sort of the excess contingency commissions that insurance carriers pay on top of that. Look, uh, if the insurance carrier is going to pay you an extra 4%, couldn't you just give that back? Couldn't you, like, um, you know, somehow negotiate with the underwriter to give the insured an additional 4% off? I'm sure you could, but you don't. We don't. Why? Because we're just binding coverage. I get it. I was there. I understand. I'm saying that this is an ethical issue in regards to the insurance industry, this is a problem. Which leads to another point. Commission is not in your policyholder's best interest. A commission relationship when insurance agents get paid is not necessarily in the insured's best interest because every time you drive down the pricing, what you are doing is taking money out of your own pocket. Therefore, it is a moral risk, it is an exposure, if you will. And so, it's the commission structure of an agent or agency is not necessarily in the insured's best interest. What is in the insured's best interest is more aligned to a a negotiated fee up front for service and then writing the policies at 0% commission. A fee that you earn regardless of what happens in regards to the premiums and so forth, and so then you are more aligned with the insured. You might not like it. Tough. I'm just trying to tell you, these are some of the issues. These are some of the issues. It is what it is. Another thing is that there are unqualified agents who provide little service. Just, you know, if I can go back, like even like thinking, you know, back when I was a, a new agent, um, you know, I was hungry, I was out there prospecting and so forth, but man, I didn't even know what I don't know. I didn't know. I was just out there writing business and working with the carrier on a particular program we had and just writing the business, but you know what? I didn't even know what I didn't know. And there are lots of agents out there like that. It's neither good nor bad. It just is what it is. Lots of agents just don't know, and they provide, you know, frankly, little service or no service. Most agencies say they can provide workers' compensation claims management services. I would tell you three out of four of those agencies that say that provide no workers' compensation claims management services. They say that to their prospects, and they do not provide those services. Agents are accessing the wrong carrier points right? So this is another issue. An agent who got two different agents who can get a quote from traveler's insurance, for example, traveler's insurance. One goes direct and then one goes through an intermediary. They both end up getting quotes from travelers, but one's just more expensive because they had to go through a middleman. Does the insured know that? Does the insured know that? No, they don't, which is why they need somebody who's unbiased that can guide them through the process. Absolutely. Absolutely insurance won't renegotiate on your behalf. We talked about that one. Lack of qualified competition from your current agent. Look, if you've got a client who you know that there is no competition on, you are less likely to cross your T's and dot your I's and really push the underwriter for more credit. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying you are unethical. I'm saying it is what it is. It is what it is. Here's another one. Most insurance agents do a terrible job marketing their current clients to the carriers at renewal. What do I mean by that? Most insurance agents slap together a, a, an application of submission, send it out to the marketplace that doesn't have the, even the updated exposures, doesn't have a renewed... Um, narrative, uh, might only just have the Accord apps and the loss runs and really doesn't have a full-blown submission. You're just blocking markets. And many times, you might think to yourself, oh, you know, I'll give the underwriter the, the updated information. But we never do. So we are doing a poor job of representing our insurers out in the marketplace. And you say, well, look, Charles, none of those things are me. Great. Awesome. Keep that up. Keep that up let me know you're the kind of agent that I would bring in to my clients who hire me. But I'm just telling you, this is the issue out there in the marketplace. Good, bad, or ugly, it is what it is. It is what it is. Carriers never receiving an account for consideration. There might be 10 insurance carriers that are out there that are writing residential plumbing subcontractors in your area, but you only represent four of them is it in the insured's best interest that you don't go to the other six or that you don't tell the insured that there's six other carriers that are out there writing the business nope but you might say well charles it's not a you know I, what can i do well i get it i understand been there done that you don't just you know tell your pro, your prospect or your client that hey there's a lot of other places that you could go to get a better quote and i just don't represent them sorry right that's not going to help you you're going to be out of business i totally get it all i'm saying is that it's not in the insured's best interest And that's why I have a consulting company. Agents that block the markets but don't really represent the most competitive carriers are really, they're blocking the markets but they really have no intention of of placing business with those carriers. They block the market which then causes the insurer to not get a competitive quote from the markets. They block the market without really expecting to get a quote from them, whereas another agent might be given that account, rather that carrier, and go to the carrier and actually get a good quote. You say, "Well, Charles, that would never happen in my agency. We would never do that." Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. Right. Uh, here's another thing, and then I'll, maybe I'll say do say two more, and then it'll be done. There's more. These are just two things. Um, some agents out there, and I see this on the auto, or I see it on workers' compensation, whatever it is. They will they will quote and specifically quote with exposures that are significantly less than anticipated. So the insured might say, you know what, we're going to do $7 million of gross sales this year. But you go out to the market at $4.5 because the premium's going to be lower. Or, you know, the insured has 17 vehicles, but you only quote 13 because it makes your premium look better. And then, oh, you know, once we go to buying coverage, we'll just add those four on as an endorsement, for example. Yeah, I know that you don't do that. You better not do that. That's unethical. But I'm sorry to say that there are many agents out there, even in your community, who do that. They should have their insurance license revoked. But man, that's one of the main reasons why I have a consulting company. Finally, here's one more. Hidden exclusions and prohibitive policy terms. Hidden exclusions and prohibitive policy terms. Look, the insured is a four-year-old when it comes to understanding insurance. They just don't know. They're relying upon you. They need your help. But it's amazing how many times we will sell an inferior policy that does not even cover the exposures the insured has because it's a little bit less expensive, and so then the insured is more likely to buy coverage with us. Now, again, you're not going to do that because you're a pro. But there are agents out there who do it. It's amazing. I remember... you know. A roofing contractor who thought nobody could ever beat his agent. His agent always came in with the cheapest quote, taking a look at his policy. And lo and behold, it was pretty easy to find out why the premium was so low, is because he had a 100% roofing exclusion on his general liability policy. Guy had no coverage. I mean, you could be charging him $14 and it doesn't matter. It's amazing. What happens out there. And so, again, there's a lot of insurance agents. No doubt it's you. There are a lot of insurance agents out there like you who want to do the best thing for their client. Awesome. I applaud you. (laughs) Keep it up. Do not slow down. The sad part is that there are others out there who do not hold to the same standard of ethics and morality that you do. That's a problem. Why am I talking about this? Look, if you can get it across to your insured, your prospect, that you are open, that you are transparent, that you are going to educate them in the process, and that, that if you show them how you can be trusted, you will not only get more signed broker of record letters, you will write bigger accounts, your book of business will continue to grow, you will become a millionaire insurance producer if you can do those things. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this issue. And I hope you don't break up with me I hope you continue down the process, but I hope you use this information to figure out how you might become a better insurance advisor to your prospects and clients. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.